This is Jay Sandlin, writer, co-host of Hashtag Who Would Win, and you've just found Little Geek Lost. Lucky you. Little Geek Lost. Welcome back to A Little Geek Loss, which I was thinking about. It's kind of weird to say what the show is because if you're listening to it, you clicked on it. So you either clicked on the website or iTunes or somewhere online. And then you listen to the theme song that said it's Little Geek Lost. And then now I'm like, hey, guess what? It's Little Geek Lost. It's not like, surprise, it's a different show. Yeah, you should be like, welcome <laughs> to Pi. And you're like, what, what the show? fuck? What show is Everything's this? Everything's Little Geek Lost. <laughs> so... This is my 90s music series. Um, I have a guest on because he had to sneak his voice in there. Yeah, <laughs> just getting all up in that shit. Without me asking. So I have Fear from FYFC Studios on because Word. I'm talking not just 90s music, but 90s movie soundtracks. So <gasps> music and movies. I guess you got to have Fear on the show, right? That's how it goes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if somebody did a show that was about epic music and movies i know like how cool would that be to do a podcast like that mm. <laughs> wonder if that happens anywhere <laughs> so this is the first i guess genre based one of my 90s music series i'm doing 90s music from like through the 90s of my episodes i figure it's in the in the 90s up until episode 100 i'm kind of in like this weird 90s music 90s movie phase of my life like the last few months so 90s music and the 90s were big for soundtracks i think which i was thinking about you don't really see it that much anymore like aside from guardians there probably hasn't been like too many like big soundtracks for me lately no and that's why i like the uh the guardians of the galaxy and how they've really like put a lot of effort into the music behind it which i think is a big reason I mean, obviously the movie's entertaining, but mm-hmm. also like the music's awesome, so it just kind of adds to that. And yeah. like you said, yeah, it was huge in the '90s. I owned a ton of soundtracks, um, and it's funny because soundtracks used to be, for the most part, like B sides and shit that didn't make albums. Yeah. Or, and so then, yeah, you got Guardians. That it's a lot of hits. There's some some sort of obscurities, but for the most part, it's it's not not quite the same as as those of us that were in the '90s. I don't know if it's just that maybe movies don't really have that many like songs on them anymore. Like that might be it too. There's just like a lot of score and stuff, but not like maybe enough songs to put on a soundtrack. Well, we're living in the age of epicness, right? Like mm-hmm. everything is fucking huge. Everything's a some sort of a superhero movie or this or that or giant blockbuster. So yeah, you're right. For the most part, it's all different score. So it's it's nice when a movie comes along and there's tunes that you actually recognize or can enjoy and hum along. Yeah, exactly. So the 90s is also this weird time where technology jumped from cassette tape to CD. And I actually have like had soundtracks on cassette tape and <laughs> soundtracks on CD. So I went back and picked a couple of the earlier ones that I had soundtracks for. Um, and the earliest one that I can remember having was a soundtrack for the movie Son-in-Law. 
with Polly Shore <laughs> nice. because oh. I was obsessed with Polly Shore for a really, really, really long time. <laughs> and I think I want to say it came out in like ninety, came out in ninety three. So I was twelve, which is just weird to me. Um, so I had <laughs> that soundtrack on cassette tape, and what stood out for me was that there's actually. Thank God I'm a Country Boy, which I think is the John Dem- the John Denver song. But Polly Shore does a version of it on there. And I probably just listened to, like, just that song on the tape over and over again. Like, Polly Shore has a... He's singing it? Yeah, he sings oh, it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But looking at it, I think, like, there's not really much else. Like, Butthole Surfers has a song on there who was in my room last night, which I probably might recognize if I heard it. And then there's the Green Acres song, which I didn't watch Green Acres, but I think I just liked the song on it. And then, yeah, like the Polly shirt. Oh, and then Queen has crazy little thing called Love on there, which I think was also in Encino Man when they're on the roller coaster. So that's funny. Uh, yes. No, it was uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah, that's what it was. So this is crazy little thing called love. So it's funny because I remember actually have like, like memories of like going out to camp with my parents and just like listening to this in my Walkman, <laughs> the son-in-law oh, soundtrack, being at like my grandma's at Christmas time, listening to it, like being that weirdo kid that didn't socialize with anybody, just listened to music in my headphones. <laughs> Yeah, that's like my daughter. <laughs> she just, everywhere she goes now, she has headphones on. So I'm like, seriously, we're just getting groceries. You, well, you just in case the beat hits. Like, yeah, you always need that music. I don't think I owned any uh, like cassette tapes um, of soundtracks, but I owned buckets of CDs. Actually, it's funny. The neighbor next door is moving out, and I'm. I think I saw, so there was a box by the dumpster and there had to be, I don't know, 200, 300 CDs in it. He throws out CDs. That's weird. I know. And so <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, I could probably take this back into the house. Because <laughs> like I kind of just kind of gave a little peek and there was a bunch of Megadeth and stuff. And and it's funny because like I have Apple Music. Everything that's out there yeah. is out there. And there's a part of me that's still like, uh, I could keep all this <laughs> junk and like, cause forever I would move my, cause I used to have like 500 CDs. I would move it in a box from one house to the next, to the yeah. next. And then eventually I think I ended up selling them all for like a couple of bucks for like 500 CDs. But I just, cause I don't need it, but it's this weird sort of brain <laughs> thing where you're just like, this is art. What are we doing yeah. here? Um, but it's it's funny. I was trying to think of like what my first soundtrack I did own would be, and I and I'm not entirely sure because so the Mortal Kombat soundtrack for the movie, which I know a lot of people hated the movie. <laughs> I really liked the first one, but it came out in '95, and it was different because it was like mm-hmm. kind of this weird mix of like metal, but it was like there's speed metal, yeah, and then there was like death metal, and then there's a couple other things. And so it was this this super interesting mix for me because, I mean, it had sort of dancey things from, like, the Utah Saints and shit like that and Orbital. Yeah. And then there's songs that I still listen to, like GZR's The Invisible, Fear Factory, Zero Signal, um, 
there's some bile, napalm death, Mother's Day out. Like it, it was weird because it was there was some like speed metal, there was some heavy metal, but it was all pretty pretty good metal. So I remember just like listening to it, <laughs> and like it would go from like <laughs> <laughs> to like heavy shit, and like I was like, man, I don't do I like that? I feel like I like this, but maybe I shouldn't like this. I don't know. This is. <laughs> I was at a crossroads there. <laughs> Could I end up listening to fucking Factory Boys or something? I don't know. <laughs> There's a gateway drug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Techno is a gateway drug to Backstreet Boys. <laughs> exactly. It it definitely is. I'm still in like that weird nineties frame where like I just call all like EDM techno because that's oh, what yeah, it was yeah. in the nineties. It's yeah. all just techno to me. And people and are like, no, it's, it's like dubstep, house, house, yeah, house jungle. Whatever. No, it's it's techno. Yeah, no, it's just techno. <laughs> that's, that's all that's we called what them. it. Is. Exactly. Anything that had a dance beat was yeah. just techno. And it was all the same beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking jock jams. What's up? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny because with the, with soundtracks, it it's a lot of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's why I revert back to, depending on who you're into, it was either like, let's say, Corn just put an uh, put out an album, and then they have a song coming out on the "I Know What You Did Last Summer." So clearly, they didn't write it for that. It was one that didn't make the album, mm-hmm. yeah. but you were still happy for. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was also too like a good way to find new music because. Before before the internet or before it was really big, and you sit there and listen to stuff in a movie and be like, oh, I wonder what that song is, and you get the soundtrack, and then you're like, oh, it's you know, Voodoo People by the Prodigy. I'm gonna listen to the Prodigy now. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. That was before the days of YouTube and Napster yeah. and all that shit. We would have to gamble, <laughs> yeah, and 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 spend the fourteen ninety nine on a disc or whatever it was at the time because you couldn't return them. <laughs> no, oh no, there's none of that. Yeah, you would you would buy it because you liked one song off mm-hmm. it, and you hoped for the best for the rest of it. Yep. That and there were so many of those. Like I, uh, another one that I had uh, was the Bride of Chucky soundtrack, and like I bought it um, for two reasons: two songs, uh, White Zombies, Thunder Kiss '65, mm-hmm. and Cold Chambers, Blisters, and. At the time, it was a gamble because I'm like, I don't really know a ton <laughs> of the other bands on here. This yeah. could suck. Um, but, I mean, you had Monster Magnet, Judas Priest, Typo Negative. More Typo. Typo Negative was on everything back in yeah, the day. Yeah, they definitely were. <laughs> Every soundtrack they could get on. Uh, they made their way on it. And it had, like, Stabbing Westward, Slayer, uh, Power Man 5000, Motorhead, uh, Static X. And so I was like, I think I can. I think this will be okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that with uh, Hackers was the other one I had. Like, I could definitely remember having a soundtrack for. And it was all more like, again, techno. But it was like sort of my gateway into Prodigy and Unrolled and Orbitals on there. Um, actually, two Prodigy ones are on there. And Hackers, I think, was the first one that I can remember having like a second one to it. So they'd have like the main soundtrack and then they'd have like music from and inspired by and it'd be like oh yeah, yeah a secondary yeah. cd with like extra songs on it but they probably like they weren't necessarily in the movie the other one is um train spotting because they had both soundtracks for that and there was some on the second one that wasn't on the first one that was in the movie because i'm looking at it and i think there was maybe 
It looks like there probably was. But again, too, it's it's weird because there's songs on there, like Perfect Day is a really good example. Perfect Day on the Train Spotting soundtrack is from like a really iconic scene where you McGregor's having like an overdose and he sinks into the floor and has to go to the hospital and stuff. And it's one of those things that just kind of like sticks with you. So then now every time I hear that song, I think of that part in the movie and it like it can't fit with anything else. Like if it's another TV or a movie, I'm like, nope, that belongs in Jane's body. <laughs> it doesn't belong in that other movie. That's funny. One of the uh, sort of sort of along the same lines as that, because I just looked it up. Like, so I, I had the Escape from L.A. soundtrack. Um, but I had the one that was music inspired by the, mm-hmm. the whatever. Cause I looked up the other one. I'm like, I don't, I don't know any of this shit. Yeah. And so then I just looked up the music inspired by it. So this is one that I was like, okay, uh, there's a couple of heavy tunes on here. I got some white zombie, uh, some gravity kills. I'll buy it. And I ended up only liking like the three songs. Cause then it also, <laughs> cause it had 10 seconds down by sugar Ray, which was back when Sugar Ray was actually like heavy. They yeah. used to be like heavy rock, and a lot of people don't know that. But check the check out their old shit. Ten seconds down, uh, Mean Machine, shit like that. And then Gravity Kills, White Zombie, Tool, Ministry, and then there's like fucking Tori Amos and like <laughs> <laughs> just rant. I'm like, mm-hmm? just and so you, ha- yeah, you're like, okay, wh- why? What? Like you've got like kind of a hard rock metal sort of feel. Like we're just gonna throw some Tori Amos on top of that. Yeah. Well, and that was, like, the whole thing with soundtracks, right? Because it was probably stuff that was either in the movie or, like, maybe not in a prominent scene, but, like, one little clip or something in the movie. So it could have been anything, and they'll just put it all on the soundtrack together. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it was probably somewhere, in, like, in the movie. Like, even, mm-hmm. I think it was fucking, uh, I think it was Blame, but Gravity Kills, I think, is in the movie for, like, three or four beats. Like, it is quick. <laughs> And it's like yeah. just a car driving by, or or maybe it was the Sugar Ray one. One one of them's just like playing in a car that drives by, <laughs> and I was like, "That's the best part of the movie." No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, then that's uh, how they'd make money, right? Because then they make the second scene, and they're like, "Oh, you should buy this one too." And it's got like one or two songs that you know on it. And then the other thing is sometimes there's extra remixes. So that happened with the Train Spotting two one, where it was like four or five songs from the first one. They were just remixed. Just like in case I'm paying for this again, <laughs> your remixes. Uh, the yeah the 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 late '90s, early 2000s when uh, people just start shitting out albums like and yep. it, and that's exactly what they would do was they would put out they'd have a hit song so then they would do a remix CD of that song yeah uh, and like it was the weirdest shit and it and that was back in the day when I used to buy. Nirvana LPs, like the little singles. Yeah. And uh, in, I'd have to get them ordered in. I don't even know why. Like, I love Nirvana, <laughs> but I was like, I had all those songs, and I was like, no, I need the single version. <laughs> yeah. That, so I'm willing to pay the $20 for this CD that has four songs. Yeah. The one song that's already on the CD that I own, plus three remixes or altered fucking things from them being live. Yeah. And, like, it, we were so dumb back. We would just buy yep. all this stuff. Well, that's what I did with uh, Prodigy. I had the whole whack of, like, the singles ones. And they're, like, in, like, the cardboard case. It wasn't even a plastic CD case. Yeah. And I had, like, so many of those where it would just be, like, Firestarter, Firestarter remix, and then, like, an extended Firestarter. I'm like, why am I paying for this? And because they're British, it was a fucking import price I had to pay at HMB. Stupid. Yeah. I would get nailed with import stuff, Mm -hmm. especially for, like, 
like some of those Nirvana ones because they would be from recorded live somewhere over like in the UK or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, but they're an American band. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. This was recorded over there. That's an import. Yeah. Oh, you. Who <laughs> paid an import fee? I remember buying like Britpop CDs were like forty five dollars for a CD because it was an import. I'm like, well, this yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Then the internet came along and was like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Fuck Just you. do what we want. Fuck you, Lars. I'm stealing all your music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cry yourself to sleep on your fucking gold Lamborghini, you prick. <laughs> exactly. So that another uh, another uh, soundtrack that I I bought based on one song. Uh, and hoped for the best was the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack. Oh yeah, and like I like the movie. I love and, that movie. And so we yeah, Blink One Eighty Two's Damn It was in it, and and I think I owned Dude Ranch. But the thing was, is this version was different than the one that was on <laughs> <laughs> Dude Ranch. That's how they get it, you. It's just exactly. A little bit well, different. <laughs> it, it and it's it's ever so slight. So on the Dude Ranch one, it just starts. Like the and then like it goes into it where on the soundtrack it does the the beginning and then the drum just rolls in like it's so minuscule. <laughs> yep. but I was like, no, I want that version <laughs> of this fucking song. Yep. So I got that, and so the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack got some Third Eye Blind uh, with a remix of Graduate, which was not one of my favorite tunes anyway. Uh, fucking Smash Mouth with Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of all over the place which is which is why this was an, an interesting one because it had all the genres like there there's the the pop the pop punk you had Buster Rhymes uh Lil Kim Missy Elliott no. uh Run DMC and then you had stuff like Matthew Sweet uh Dog's Eye View and they rounded it out with Paradise City by Guns N' Roses and so it, it was such a, a crazy, I mean, you got 15 songs that are extremely different and it, and I felt like it worked. I actually listened to the shit out of, of that soundtrack. So that was one of those ones that I bought for Blink-182 and I still, to this day, I still, <laughs> still listen to some of the tunes on there. I was just going through and the other one that I can actually remember having is a cassette tape of the Wayne's World soundtrack, <laughs> which is really awful because like other than Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen... Dreamweaver's not too awful. And then there's like Ballroom Blitz, but it's Tia Carreri or whatever the fuck her name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix, which was probably the first time I heard Jimi Hendrix, so I would have been 11 when that movie came out. And then Deep Purple. So, I mean, there's like, oh, yeah, that's why, because Feed My Frankenstein was on there. <laughs> and again, that's probably the first time I heard Alice Cooper. I remember yeah. being obsessed with that song. Yeah, still, it's funny. Me and a, a buddy, um, the backstory, uh, his brother was in my band when I used to do band things way back in the day. And so anyway, so he still plays guitar. And, uh, and from time to time, we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth about mulling about starting a band together. Or even just like he writes the music and I'll do the vocals and we'll just put it out because we'll never get to tour or anything like that. And one of the, the things that we constantly talk about is doing a remix of Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein <laughs> nice. and just doing it heavy as fuck. And so the, and that and that all stemmed from Wayne's World. That was we watched, <laughs> we watched that when we were kids. And then all these years, I mean, like last summer we were talking about it. So <laughs> Wayne's World still up. I watched it last year 
like right after I had my surgery, it was on TV, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm watching Wayne's World." <laughs> and I like sat there and like, and it like I just caught it right as it was starting on TV, and it's not one of those ones where like I'd go to my way to watch it. Like, I probably watched it a shit ton when I was a kid, but now it was like on. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna sit here and watch Wayne's World." Hell yeah! And it totally yeah. still holds up. Like I would just piss myself laughing again. It's so great. Yeah, there's oh man. Mike Myers used to be so funny back yeah. with Wayne's World and Swami Married and Axe Murder and shit like that. <laughs> Just uh, so goddamn. Yeah. So looking again, you have to mention Batman Forever with Kiss from a Rose. Ew. <laughs> because that's like, I don't even think like, I barely remember the movie and I don't even really remember that song. Oh, but I think, I want to say that the U2 song was on there too, right? Yeah, there was like that. drill me, throw me, <laughs> hold, fuck me, kill me, hold, hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. Yeah, same thing. I mean, yeah. I only remember yeah. that because the music video was all like comic book style. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I remember it too. That and Kiss from the Rose was yeah. was a uh, it was a great track, um, but that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Those are like the shitty Batman movies. Yeah, we just ignored them. They happened, but yeah. I'm just like looking through the list of like 90s movie soundtracks. Oh, The Crow. I'm pretty sure I didn't have it, but I think my friend Kat did. I'm pretty sure she just, had The Crow soundtrack. I was going to say, I think like every girl in the 90s had that soundtrack. Yeah. See, I don't think I did, but I think she did. I couldn't even tell you what's on it, but I know I've seen <laughs> everybody I know had yeah. it. So it's all like like general, like what you'd expect to be on there is a cure, Nine Inch Nails, Rage, Violent Femmes, Rollins Band. Oh, yeah. Rollins Band, yes. Yeah. Uh, Pantera, Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh, yeah, wasn't it Avoid the Light? Which one? Uh, or no, that might have been Dracula 2000. Which Pantera was on there? Uh, the badge, which I guess it says it's a Poison uh, Idea yeah. cover. Yep, that's right. And then Burn, <clears throat> Burn from the Cure and Dead Souls from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I think it was like Dracula 2000 or something had uh, Avoid the Light from Pantera. It was actually pretty good. It's a great movie. I like Dracula 2000. I like the idea that Dracula was Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's got a 17% of Rotten Tomatoes. I like I don't it. Know that, I don't think I've actually seen it. It's. I like the story of it, that like Dracula was Judas. And like that's why it explains like the silver and the cross and everything. And why he can't die because he won't be let into either place. So I like that they w- did that with the story. Okay, so I was just trying to check because I know it was Dracula 2000. I wasn't sure if it came out in 2000, which it did. Yeah. Um, because the, it had a pretty decent soundtrack. Like yeah. You got Slate, System of a Down, Monster Magnet, uh, Godhead, Linkin Park, Pantera, Static X. Um, yeah, so actually that was really... But I had... A, so I've got another one that I used to listen to like crazy. Um, it, it's weird. It was, a, it was a, a soundtrack, but it wasn't a soundtrack. But it was called the Beavis and Butthead Experience. <laughs> and weird. so it had... Yeah, yeah, so it was just like, and and it's actually super. It's a highly entertaining uh, album because as the music plays, the intro and outros, and sometimes in the middle of the song is Beavis and Butthead talking. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, like, it starts out 
uh, with a song by Nirvana called I Hate Myself and I Want to Die, which, glaring, everybody should have caught that, I think. But, uh, and then it, it goes, you've got Anthrax, you've got Megadeth, Run DMC and stuff. Um, it's it's actually a really, really good fucking um, disc, but like, in and out of it, it's Beavis and Butthead talking. <laughs> and so like, you've got uh, 99 Ways to Die, Megadeth, and then like right after Beavis is like yeah, ninety nine ways to die, <laughs> like and just like giving it, and it's hilarious. And there's tunes like "Come to Butthead," which was a song that I was I that think from the, yeah. And then like uh, Sir Mixalot, Monster Mac was on there, and he's like yeah yeah, he's really horny. <laughs> and then it goes into the song, and uh, and then there's a uh, 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 "I Got You, Babe," which is Cher and Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, and it was just classic, but I remember listening to the shit out of that. Um, and that was, that was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, later on in life, like I watched this interview with Mike judge and he would talk about how he had a love hate relationship for Beavis and Butthead because he would literally sit in a booth and watch music videos for hours <laughs> yeah. in order to like come up with funny things to say. Yep. Uh, and then it got to the, and I think that's why he ended up stopping just cause he was like, I I listen. I watch so much bad music <laughs> that I just had to stop. Yeah, even but it was wow. so good though. That movie oh, was, it was great. so good. so good, so good. And I feel like at any time, if if Mike wants to, he can just start it up again. Well, didn't they have like some like like recently came back? Yeah, within the last five six yeah. years, I think they they brought it back for a short run and then it just kind of faded away. But I think he can do that at any point if he wanted to just be like, eh, I'll make a couple more. I'm actually shocked they haven't tried to make like more movies or something. Yeah, they just had the one. I mean, like anima- like animation's easy enough to do. Really. Like, it should be anyways. Well, I'm sure it could, it'd be even easier now, yeah? You just throw that shit in a, in a computer program and away yeah, you go. Exactly. I love all these like list websites, and they're just like full of stupid ads. <laughs> Click here for this, and it's like just show me like what's actually on your page. So in the uh, like in the the nineties, I wasn't really into hip hop very much. I was very much uh, just rock and roll, and everything else can go fuck itself. <laughs> so it it was really out of character for me to buy the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> that came out in 1995. And I, yeah. I'll say this. I don't think I ever watched the movie. <laughs> but I fucking... Good. I loved Gangster's Paradise so bad <laughs> that, I, that I bought this disc. And uh, and it's funny. I still listen to that every once in a while. But more than that, I listen to a song called Having Things by Big Mike all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like still. Like it's still on my playlists. And like it's just gangster shit, and and I'm sure if I actually took a look at some of this stuff, it was pretty good. But I mean, other than those two, I couldn't tell you what the rest of these dudes were. <laughs> so super random. But back then, that's what we did. Yeah. They, we saw a soundtrack and had a fucking song we wanted. Yeah, we exactly. Bought, we bought it. It's not like today where for ninety nine cents I could just own that song. Well, like how else are you gonna get it? You had to buy the whole CD. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's just it. And I would have never known about Big Mike. 
<laughs> thing that's kind of funny looking at it like Empire Records is still one of my top five favorite movies, but I never had the soundtrack to it, which like, I, I don't remember having the soundtrack to it, but looking at it, like there is, well, like big 90 songs on it. So till I hear it from you by the Jim Blossoms and a girl like you by Edwin Collins, which I still remember the video for <laughs> ready, steady, <clears throat> go. Like, that's weird. I don't know why I never would have had the soundtrack. Although it's weird because the Dire Straits version of Romeo and Juliet's not on the soundtrack. But that was big in the movie. Yeah, that was another thing about soundtracks. Is I think sometimes they couldn't get the rights yeah. outside. And so, like, some sometimes you have, like you just said, like, there'll be a giant scene in the movie that'll have yeah. that music. And, and that won't be on the soundtrack. You're like, what the fuck? That's the best part. That's why I want to watch this motherfucker. That's... The other thing, especially with this one, because the end song is This Is The Day by the band. The band's called The The. Oh, The The. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a big song. It's like the the big like closing scene so, like song in it, and it's not on the soundtrack. Same with Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla is not on the soundtrack. That's a great tune. Like, that's weird. So if we're talking 90 soundtracks, we kind of have to talk faculty and disturbing behavior again. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we, we touch upon these a bunch. <laughs> because they're both really good soundtracks from good movies in the 90s. They are. But the funny thing is, if you Google faculty, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put a movie in. Because that one... Yeah, so they... Didn't they both have another brick in the wall? I think they both did. Mm, no, just the faculty. Because I thought the other one did. I'm looking at it now and it doesn't. I don't know why I thought they both did. Maybe it's just in the scene and not on the soundtrack. Because I'm pretty sure it's in both. It could. Was it? Was it like the actual Pink Floyd version? Disturbing Behavior, the janitor sings it, but it's not actually on the soundtrack. Hmm. Oh, actually, you know, it is. It says Another Brick in the Wall written by Roger Waters, so it's the Pink Floyd one. So yeah. it's the Pink Floyd one on Disturbing Behavior and <clears throat> the whatever remix one on The Faculty. Class of 99. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. And the kids aren't alright by Offspring, which I still listen to. Garbage, Soul Asylum, Stabbing Westward. Stay Young by Oasis. I don't think I know that. But then Disturbing Behavior has got you where I want you by Flies, which always ends up on playlists. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm just taking a look through. I own, like I own this soundtrack. Oh, Flagpole Flag is the other one by Harvey Danger. From Disturbing Behavior. Yeah, it was I the other like that. big song. I don't know. It's on there. Is it though? Yeah, because I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at a list too. I, maybe I'm on a wrong list. Are you looking at Disturbing Behavior? Uh huh. <laughs> Flagpole Sitta by Harvey Danger was like the big song that uses like all the promotional stuff in the movie. The number is it on my list? I don't know. I clicked off of it. Oh, you this list doesn't have numbers. 
It's just oh. a list. This All right, one what? What? doesn't show it. But yeah, like it was like the, the big song from the movie. Paranoia, paranoia. Yeah, exactly. So it had there to be so, on the soundtrack. So many bands didn't make it out of the 90s. They just they had that song and just that's as far as it went. The 90s was definitely full of one-hit wonders. Uh, another soundtrack that I listened to the hell out of was the uh, Detroit Rock City soundtrack. That was a great movie. Was that the was the soundtrack a, it was, Little Kiss? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, surprisingly not. There is Kiss on it. But, I mean, you've got Everclear uh, doing The Boys Are Back in Town. Oh, okay. you got some Kiss, Shout Out Loud, Van Halen, Run With The Devil, Pantera, Cat Scratch Fever, Black Sabbath, Iron Man, uh, Marilyn Manson, Highway to Hell. And so on and so forth. There's, it's, there's so much. There's just so many good tunes on this one. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah this was a really good one. And then, I mean, and Drain STH is on it, which was one of the first like rock chick singers I remember. <laughs> so there's a lot of really cool shit. Cheap Trick, Thin Lizzy, David Bowie. Like and that, like I said, like that's the cool thing about soundtracks too, because like yeah, you'd have like the one hit wonder, so they may have not even made an album. Some of the bands, they, they may have just had like the one song that was big for the movie, and to get it on the soundtrack was their like chance to actually sell records or albums and have like some kind of money coming in. And then you have the other ones where they're like either made songs just for the movies or it was like your gateway to that band. To finding like more stuff that you like by them. So. No, you're totally right, um, and that's how I did find out about a lot of different bands. Mm-hmm. Was buying all these fucking various artists' CDs or uh, motion picture soundtracks. Yeah. And, da, 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 da. And, and like I remember years later trying to like look things up um, when like streaming first kind of became a thing with Netflix and all that shit. And there was a ton of stuff you just couldn't find. Like, yeah. I'm sure it's not a problem now, but back then you were just like, ah, just, I'll just go buy the albums. Just way easier to find. I remember one of the first, like, when I got my first laptop, which would have been when I was in college. So that would have been 99. And I remember one of the first things I downloaded and had on there was All Star by Smash Mouth. And because there wasn't really, like, you download music, but then, like, either you bring it to a CD or like what else do you do with it right so I remember like sitting in the back of my dad's car and like having my laptop with me and just like playing it on my laptop while he was driving <laughs> around because how else are you going to carry the music with you yeah exactly <laughs> that's just how how you had to do it mm-hmm. when I wasn't streaming and you had to download stuff and wait like hours for one thing to download <laughs> yeah you set it up and be like I'll be back in a week yeah just walk Oh, they like, go to like go to school, come back. Oh, I hope that song downloaded. It took like yeah. four hours. What? Someone must answer the phone, cocksuckers. <laughs> yeah, that one three megabyte song <laughs> took four hours to download. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when we first got high speed internet. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's it's nothing now. Like, yeah. But back then, you're like, oh, I could download an entire movie in 24 hours. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of days we can watch this. It's awesome. This, no, he's got high speed. He's he's got the hookup. Yeah. He's gonna do it. Now it's like oh, 20 minutes. That's too long. <laughs> I yeah. want to watch it now. Well, and like it's funny because we talked earlier about I was in a band, so I we put out an album, and <laughs> so 
we had nowhere we weren't fucking paying for pressing it so i had a buddy who had a cd burner yeah and he he burned like a hundred discs for us it took him like, <laughs> took him like two weeks and that's all he would do is he would just sit and burn discs yeah. for us and then we sold them and stuff it was hilarious but they're like oh it's x hundred dollars uh to press so many and we're like nah i got my buddy jeremy yeah. he'll just sit down and he'll burn these for me buy, it's the, all good. buy the pack of blank cds yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I still have blank DVDs and blank CDs upstairs. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. My laptop doesn't even have a drive to read that <laughs> shit or burn it. Yeah. But I just never threw it out, I guess. I, I think know. I still have some blank CDs. I remember finding like a bunch of like the car mix ones I'd make. So it'd just be like June 2002. I'm like, what the fuck is on this? I have no idea. Yeah. You're like, shit, what was I into in June 2002? <laughs> yeah. like, like, fuck. Yep. I should probably yeah. dig, I should dig some out and like see what kind of crap was on there. You should just yeah, just do that for like one of your shows. <laughs> play the play the songs yeah. labeled for that. Just like, yeah. oh, okay, apparently I was into this and it's I was a into surprise. that. <laughs> yeah, I would do that all the time. I would find just cuz it got to the point I was just like uh car mix volume 1 yeah. mix, and then eventually it was like using dates or I'd just mm-hmm. be like I put two axes on it or I do <laughs> yeah. Like you just find other things. You're like, oh, where's the one with like the squiggly face on it? Yeah. I know it's got that song I want to hear. Yeah. 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 Kids will never <laughs> understand. Or like you would have the fucking 500 slot CD fucking binder. binder. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want to listen to? The fucking binders under the under the seat. Yeah. <laughs> like, just ridiculous shit. Just ridiculous. When you could get like, like the CD changer that was like in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, you like were so excited. The several I can discs have six you could put in. Discs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, I remember my uncle uh who was a fucking lunatic, but he had uh like this huge surround sound system and then he had a uh I think it was a six disc changer. And so it would literally like play a song and then <laughs> then it play a song from the next one. And like and that's just what it did. It cycled through yeah. these CDs and like Looking at it now, you're like, that is insane. Why <laughs> yeah. did why did anybody think that was a fantastic idea? Instead, uh, you know, digital formatting yeah. would have been fucking awesome back then. Yeah. And like we talked about it on Fifthcast a couple of episodes ago with the like the progression of the the Walkman and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And we had I remember I had this only A track, which is it's not a thing anymore, but it was like a different <laughs> It wasn't MP3. It was. Uh, it was that weird uh, little like kind of digital thing. Yeah, I knew dude yeah. had one of those too, and it was like a big deal. I'm like, oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have 800 songs on this CD, and <laughs> well, the freedom didn't play. It just skipped through. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, ah, it was awesome. Yeah. I still have. I found like my Panasonic Shockwave. I think I still have it in the basement. I'm like, why do I keep packing this from house yeah, to yeah. house? Just like. Yeah, I gotta keep this. It's just in like this bin of like just all this old electronic stuff that's down there. I'm like, why do I still have this? Well, yeah, and see, that's just it. Like, it's funny. Razor's pretty minimalistic when it comes to some things, but he has just boxes of electronic shit. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't even make stuff that this will plug into anymore. Yeah. He's like, you never know when you need parts, man. I'm like, you're gonna end up on hoarders, man. You're what like, do you but do? when do you need parts? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Anytime <laughs> something actually breaks, we just order a new yeah. thing. So I don't know why we have. And then you take the broken part and whip it in this box. So I don't, I don't quite understand what you're doing here or, or what. But you know what? Whatever, whatever you want to do. Needs do. Them. 
<laughs> yeah. Plus, like, I st- I've still got a bunch of binders from when I was in high school because it's got doodles and different yeah. things that I wrote and song lyrics and all this kind of stuff. And there's a part of me that's like, why don't I just use the scanner here and just yeah. I can scan it, I can save it to my computer, back that shit up, but it's like and then the I can have I can have it the rest of, of my it. life. Yeah. It's like, so that's, funny. That's the nostalgia. It's like when I dug my diary, which I'm going to do on a podcast, and like, and I knew I had it, and I like digging out my diary. So I think the last entry in there was from when I was 16, I want to say. So I've had this thing almost 20 years. Again, keep packing it, moving it from house to house. And I'm like, why, why do I still have this? But it's like going through and like the actual like physical part of it is tied to like the memories. And I think that they actually talk about that on Hoarders from when I watched it. Because the, the people, when they touch the stuff, it's like the sentimental attachment to like the physical product. So that's why mm-hmm. I still keep like junk like that <laughs> with my sad poetry. It's <laughs> so <laughs> well. That's I, I, yeah. Oh, was my house phone? It was at Sears. <laughs> yeah, it was Sears. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, I hear you talking about things that were relevant in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, we uh, were relevant. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, this is Sears now. Speaking of Sears, these fucking cunts are they still around or are they gone now? They're gone now. They closed ours down. I think it was like at Christmas time. They finally yeah, closed ours just down. recently they closed one here, and now it's like Airdrie Electronics and whatever the fuck. I think we're getting a Marshalls, where it used to be. That's hilarious. Anyway, uh, side, a weird side note for fucking Sears. So I had one of those Sears credit cards uh, when I went to, when I went to college. Me too. And because um, the wifey was like, hey, we could get that, and then we could buy like junk for our house and whatnot. And I'm like, sure, no problem. So then before we move out here, I paid off all my credit cards and then I get, like I cut up my Sears. I'm like, fuck you, Sears. Mm-hmm. Like, because they were cocks about it. If I was like yeah. 30 minutes late, <laughs> yeah, from my thing, they they would ding my credit. And the interest would, was crazy high. Holy fuck! I can't believe that. I wish I could go back and slap Young Fear. Just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. Like fuck! It's taken me years to not suck so much ass. But anyway, so these fuckers, I paid off. It's done. I call them up. I'm like, Sears, what do I owe you to this to mm-hmm. be done? I give me the number, I pay the number, I'm done. Yeah. I move fucking provinces. So for the first, I don't know, six, eight months, like I would talk to my mom off and on and she would be like, Hey, uh, you got a, you got mail here from Sears or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> what? Fuck those guys. I paid those guys. And she opens it up and I owed them like 10 cents worth of interest or something. <laughs> and I was like, what, what the hell? I was like, mom, just pay, like pay this 10 cents. Be done with it. Be done with it. Fast forward like three years later mm-hmm. and then my mom's like, hey, I'm going to ship you all the shit that I have here or whatever. I'm like, that's perfect. So I get this box and there's like 70 different fucking <laughs> Sears things. And at this point, I owe them like two dollars and 50 cents. <laughs> and I'm like, so I call I'm like, mom, what the fuck are you doing? I told you to pay these <laughs> cockpuckers off. The interest is going up. I owe, now owe them two dollars. <laughs> And she just died laughing. She's uh, like, "Well, pay it." I'm like, oh, "I they're ruining my credit over cents, <laughs> over cents." Yeah, that's what Sears does. They were the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were crazy. So yeah, good old nineties. I think your mic cut out. Ha! Nope. It's Hello. Back now. Yep. There, yeah, fuck. I don't know what it's doing. There's some, there's something in our board that's fucked up. 
and it primarily only happens with my extension. <laughs> so, and I've switched out mic, so it can't be the mic, and I don't think it's the cord anyway. But I'll have to figure it out. <laughs> but the last couple of fifth casts, anytime I get loud, it like chops out. It's just like, now nah, we're done. <laughs> Stop bad mouthing Sears. Yep. So, final thoughts on '90s music soundtracks. Uh, they're fucking awesome. They were they were a good time. Um, it was an amazing way for us to learn about new music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was equivalently to what kids do with YouTube now. I guess yeah. that's how most people find new music now. Uh, but back then we just had to bite the bullet. Yeah. If you liked the movie or you knew of at least one song that you wanted, you went out and you got it and you hoped for the best and. Um, I would say at least 75% of the time I was happy with my purchase. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think it's still, like I said, with the one song from Train Spawning, where it's like if I hear those songs from those soundtracks, I'm always just going to like put it back to that movie if it's in other things still. It's just always that one scene in the movie, whatever it was. So good old 90s movie soundtracks. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, when did Force Gump? That came out in '94. Force Gump had one of the best soundtracks yeah, of all time. Yeah, it was time. really good. It was a double disc, which meant you had to pay extra. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was just so 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 many good tunes on that. And it's like stuff from CCR and uh, and and so many the doors. Like, yeah. Just trying to pop up the the soundtrack here because I remember it was so good. I mean, you got Elvis Presley. Uh, some CCR. I love CCR, so maybe that's why I love this so much. <laughs> uh, Four Tops, Aretha Franklin, Bob Dylan, Beach Boys, Mama and the Papas, Buffalo Springfield. For what it's worth, so good. I love that Led so Zeppelin, Freebird, the Doors, Zeppelin. Oh man, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So play Freebird. I <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> scattered. <laughs> um. So yeah, soundtracks were great, and it was a great extension of um. Of the movie for a lot of folks, and I think I think some people finally got to kind of embrace that a little bit with the Guardians of the Galaxies, yeah. Uh, with their soundtracks coming out and being uh, actually really good soundtracks, and and the music is very enriching in in the movies, which mm-hmm. uh, elevated it as well. Um, so personally, yeah, I mean, bring back the soundtracks. Yeah, bring back the, hashtag bring back the soundtracks. <laughs> hashtag bring back the soundtracks. <laughs> So if people want to find you online, social media rundown. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you head over to fyfcstudios.com, it's got links to everything. Um, doing a massive push right now on our YouTube channel. So if you're into watching content, um, you can head over there, give us a, a thumbs up, subscribe, hit the bell thing so you get notified. There's so many things you have to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've been doing some uh, live streaming gaming on there. So if you like watching people game, you can come over. I'm not your normal sort of gamer. I'm not going to be like, this is how you do it. No, I'm. it's going to be dicks and fucks and all kinds <laughs> of shit. Uh, so come over, ask me any random question um, because I'll, I'll answer it. I got no problem with that. Um, we're on all the social medias. And if you reach out, um, you're talking to me. I'm the only one that really controls it. So uh, <laughs> that's that's the good stuff there. Everything is as at FYFC Studios. Uh, or at Fearness. Um, look me up, give me a like, subscribe, all that good shit. Cool, thanks for being on, and maybe one day we'll get to do a podcast of music and movies again. You know, I, I hope no one's taking that idea, but... It's a pretty uh, good idea. Like, yeah, it's 
It's good. I mean, it's uh, people would eat that up. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeeklost.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in.